All right, we're back. This is your host, Rob Morris. Listen to the Rip to Nest podcast, episode 39, segment two. All right, so we're going to get into the Western Conference Finals, Lakers Nuggets. Get a little, little insight on that. Um, I just think the Lakers have pretty much dominated the series by, you know, um, you had one uh, good game by the Nuggets. They were able to win that game. But Lakers have dominated the series. Um, I was at game two. Obviously, the Nuggets kind of, they were all, they were kind of knocking on the door to win that game until Anthony Davis got the buzzer beater to win that game. So, um, right now, I believe uh, game five is tonight. Um, Anthony Davis is supposedly questionable. So, I think I think he'll end up playing. Just, you know, every game is a must-win the playoffs. Um, you don't want to get this team life. They've already been down 3-1 before, and they've, they know how to come back. <laughs> like, they came back twice, which is ridiculous. Like, you never see that ever. You never see it ever in real life. I just think that's the, the only reason why you see it now is because there's no home court advantage in this in, in the bubble. Um, it's pretty much neutral. Both, both both teams have neutral site where they're playing, and no crowd or anything to really affect the players or you know bench players and whatnot. That bench players tend to struggle on the road and in most you know postseason situations. So the Nuggets were able to kind of do the unthinkable two times. You can't get this team life, man. Because once they get it going, they're very, very um, skilled offensive team. You know, under uh, the Joker, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray's the lead scorer. And they got others that play well. Grant, Porter, um, Gary Harris is starting to show himself Imagine that they have Will Barton. Will Barton's been hurt most of the playoffs. Imagine they had him to add to this group. I mean, they're, they're a deep squad. So, Lakers don't get this team life. Close them out. Don't do what the Heat did with the Celtics. But I just think that's kind of a different series. I really think the Celtics Heat is so much more evenly matched compared to the Nuggets and uh, Nuggets and Lakers. Lakers are just there's just a, there's an experience for one. They're experienced team. They've been there, done that. They got Rondo, LeBron. They all have great playoff experience. Keith Morris is in his 30s. Anthony Davis, of course, he's still young, but he's still experienced. Like they got a lot of veterans on their team. Even the guys are not a play on Gr Smith and company. Deion Waiters, all like all of them. They've been there, done that. Um, they understand the importance of closing teams out. LeBron understands the importance of closing teams out. Um, I just think this. I don't think if the Lakers don't close them out, man. I just think that's going to be a huge disappointment. It's going to be a huge disappointment because I just think you know we're. It's a big difference when you're down three-one compared to three-two. It's a huge difference mentally, and if the Nuggets can find a way to win this game, I think they can have. I think they'll feel a lot confident coming into game six. So they better take care of business today or tonight. They don't want to get it, let it get to that point where 
the Lakers will start to feel pressure because they're expecting to win the series. So, my prediction tonight, I expect the Lakers to close it out, not waste any time, jump on these boys early, and that'll be all she wrote. And I just think uh, Nuggets are, are a team to be reckoned with for sure. They're still a young team. A lot of, I mean, Jokic is young, uh, Murray is young. They, a lot of their core is like, you know, like the Celtics are extremely young. So they're going to be there knocking on the door every single year. If they keep this core and, you know, add to it, maybe add a few more veterans along with Millsap to kind of, you know, even it out a little bit so they're not such a young team. And, you know, look what the Celtics have had to go through with their growing pains. You know, able to maintain consistency and able to, you know, execute when it needs to in tight situations. But the Nuggets will get there. By far, they're going to get there. They just got to grow into being a better team and, you know, get the, that valuable experience. And this year was definitely a good thing for them to get this far so they know, you know, next time they'll be ready. But they're just they're just not ready yet to, to compete at a high level against a team like this. And the Lakers should win. They should win this series tonight. I don't think they're going to waste any time. They understand the importance of closing teams out. And they, they don't want to give team life. So they should win tonight. All right, so quickly we're going to get into my college football predictions and previews. Um, just got to look at what's the, the slate for today for September 26th. This is truly, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, this is like truly the probably the the probably the meat of the schedule as far as like where college football started. It, I mean, college football started uh, two or three weeks ago. It, it started two or three weeks ago, and you know, a lot of the conferences because of this COVID, you know, situation, a lot of the conferences have been starting later. SEC starts today. So you're not you wasn't able to see any SEC teams you know play any games until today. It was mostly you know ACC, Big Twelve, um, Pac Twelve still hasn't opened up the seating yet. They're looking at um, sometime uh, November. Uh, they just announced it a couple of days ago. My source is ESPN on that. They just announced that uh, information a couple of years, couple a uh, couple of days ago. I think it was on Thursday. They had a meeting and they finally voted in to get it done. Um, Big Ten, um, they made a decision probably I would good say about a week, two weeks ago, to start their season in October seventeenth. So a lot of these conferences have been holding up everything because of COVID. You know all these health uh, concerns and whatnot, and. They were finally able to say, you know what? Um, maybe it's not that serious as we think it is. Maybe we should just. But I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that it's not serious because we still have to be precautious about everything. But I mean, you see all these other leagues uh, doing well: NBA, um, you know, baseball, and. You know, NFL just started, and you know they're 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 doing a you know fairly decent job to keep these leads going. So they can't just allow um, a situation like this where 
we all know that health is, is number one priority, but you still have to, you know, live. You know, everyone's everyone's going through the same thing. Everyone's working and you know, you know, most most workers are essential. There's still a lot of people that aren't working. I understand that, but you still have to move forward as a society. So I'm not gonna get too political, but I'm just saying like it's good that college football was able to start their season. Particularly, uh, it was good that you know ACC, Big Twelve, they they just pulled through. They didn't they didn't hesitate at all. They they knew they were gonna play. It wasn't really much of a discussion. Well, I mean, it was a discussion. I'm not gonna say there was any discussions, but they didn't wait. They just started their season right then, and they even played some non-conference games on top of that. SEC they is not going to play any non-conference games. Pats won't play any non-conference games. Big Ten won't play no non-conference games because they're because they had to held their season off because of this. So I'm just glad that everything is starting to come. Um, this is truly the first true week of college football, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, once I get out my shift from right now working. But uh, when I do get out of my shift, I will be checking out all these games. But to start, let's take a look at... We're going to do it by eat by times. Um, there's three major times in college football. You got the noon noon slate. Then you got the 3.30 slate, 4 o'clock slate. And then you have the, the night games. We'll start with the 12 o'clock slate to start. I think the biggest game in the 12 o'clock slate is Auburn against Kentucky. You got, you know, Bo Nix on Auburn. You got touchdown Terry Wilson on Kentucky. Very good quarterback matchup against return, uh, two returning starters, which, you know, can be tough to find in the SEC. I don't think there's a lot of uh, returning talent, particularly on the quarterbacks in the SEC. There's not that many. So when you see returning guys on, on at the quarterback position, in the SEC, a lot of those teams are going to be highly ranked because of it. So that's the story with these two teams. They're both uh, ranked. And um, Auburn, I mean, obviously, obviously Auburn's going to have to grow in the defensive end. They lost a lot of talent to the NFL draft last year, particularly in the front seven or the front uh, defensive line. Um, they had lost two first-round picks. They had two defensive tackles they lost. Uh, Davidson's one of them. Uh, blanking on the other guy, but Auburn's got to grow on the defensive end. But traditionally, they always tend to. Sorry if I'm feeling kind of. Um, I do have allergies, so that sometimes I it, it affects my sinus and whatnot. But uh, Auburn is just uh, a team that's going to be reckoned with because. Traditionally, they recruit so well. And I just think, you know, having Bo Nix back, they should they should have a chance to win this game. I think Kentucky is just, I don't know. They're a good team. A lot of people think they're a sleeper this year, but I don't. I, I think Auburn's going to win. I just think Auburn is going to, even, even without the talent they lost last year to the draft, I still think they're talented enough. And the skill positions to really make things tough on Kentucky. Plus, they're at home in Jordan Hare. Um, I don't know how many fans are going to be there. I think there's going to be some fans there. I think it's going to be only maybe 20% or whatever of the uh, the attendance of the stadium. So, 
which we've seen in a, in a few uh, few stadiums so far. If you've been you know watching it, Florida State had a few had a good, fairly good crowd. Um, I watched the uh, Georgia Tech game. I think they had fans. Um, so there's been a few schools, and I think most of the SEC schools are going to have fans. So it's just obviously the twenty percent that they have to follow by. But uh, excuse me. But uh, I think uh, yeah, I think Auburn's going to win that game. I have Auburn winning that game. So Kentucky's going to play well, though. I think Kentucky's going to score points, but they're not going to be able to. Um, I think just think Auburn's going to have enough to kind of beat Kentucky in that one, talent-wise. They're just they're just traditionally their program tends to always bring in elite athletes and and always tends to be good on the defensive end. So I think Auburn should win that series. I mean, not serious. They should win that game. All right, the top game at 3.30, which I want to quickly go on before we go to the 3.30 games. Uh, another pretty decent game, Pitt against Louisville in the ACC. Um, Pitt's played fairly strong. They're 2-0. Uh, they had a nice win against Syracuse last week. Their defense playing pretty well. Uh, Louisville's got... Um, they got some talent. They played against, I believe they played against Miami last week, and Miami kind of showed us why Miami's going to be the class of the ACC this year. I think, at least in the cultural division, uh, they have De'Ara King and whatnot. We'll mention them later on. But uh, Pitt, I just think should win that game. I think their defense is pretty good. Um, they only allowed ten points to Syracuse. Syracuse has a returning quarterback, which I'm not saying that's not saying a lot. Syracuse is not a great team, but you get, you can't sleep on them. Can't sleep on them on that. So I expect them to win that. And then for the three, we got to be quick with this. Uh, I have a few minutes left, but uh, uh, three thirty we have LSU Mississippi State. We have LSU winning that. Um, LSU does have a new quarterback, uh, Miles Brennan. Uh, Mississippi State is starting their new debut with uh, Mike Leach. So, obviously, they're going to have their growing pains, new offense. Um, definitely different from what, you know, they have with Moorhead. So, I think LSU should win that in a probably defensive struggle. I think Mississippi State traditionally tends to have very good defensive teams over the years. You know, even with the Dak Prescott years and whatnot, you know, those were the golden years for Mississippi State football, as we know, to the, you know, as of right now, of course, Mississippi State traditionally is a very, um, you know, more of an average to, you know, pretty bad program for over the years until they had Dak Prescott. But uh, I see LSU winning that um, probably in a low scoring game. Um, LSU does return, um, Chase, so they should, they should, you know, ride Chase a lot in this game, and they're gonna have, they have a lot of skilled players, they recruit extremely well, I'm pretty sure their defense is pretty stout as well, so they should, they should win that game in a low-scoring game, um, and then for the night games, 
We got a big one against Florida State, Miami. I think Miami's going to win that by a few touchdowns, though. No offense, rivalry game. I know, you know, sometimes that could be unpredictable. But Florida State is struggling. They are struggling. Um, they lost to Georgia Tech in the opener. Um, I think they were 0-2. I think, no, I think they had a bye week last week. But uh, Miami's been extremely strong. Derrick King has been fantastic to start the season the, the new transfer from Houston and they've been they've been scoring a lot of points so I see Miami winning that at home and um, and then probably the last one I think you know Alabama versus Mizzou Alabama won on the road to play Missouri in that one I think Alabama should win they got a new quarterback but uh, Najee Harris is back probably one of the best running backs in the country and you all know how good they are, you know, traditionally with their offensive line. They're going to have a great offensive line this year. They're going to run the football, play a ball control type game to start out. And so we see how Mac Jones progresses with the offense. Um, I, I expect that to be a low-scoring game, and I think Alabama should win that game, a low-scoring game. All right, so wasn't really too too much into it but uh every week i'll get more into it hopefully i can have a show every week um i'm very passionate about it but adding this to the show um probably when once you know we get high school and college basketball started i'll probably lean off of it a bit because you know college basketball is going to be starting on november 25th so i'm going to really focus more on that but i mean there's still going to be place of it on the show um you know this is you know mostly a basketball show but i wanted to add that feature to the show but you know definitely will probably spend maybe good you know 10 minutes on it every week or every or every pod but hopefully it's every week all right so we're gonna um end it right here This is your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast. I'm out. Peace.